continue on. The French Open, Oogie. Oh, yeah, and, we're, and we're the story into, about Michael Chang, huh? Well, we're going to save that for John for next time. I'll let him tell it. But Perfect. John was Michael Chang's coach the year after he won the French Open. He was defending champion, so we just wanted to get his experience on that coming in as a coach of a defending champion. That's an interesting look, right? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So hopefully yep. he'll make his way back to us. But if not, let's um, discuss the French Open right now and what you've been seeing. And we're going into the second week, right? Oh, yeah. Fourth rounds, quarterfinals. What did what have you been looking at? I know some of our picks went down. That's right. I was going to say uh, Sinner's gone. Uh, Medvedev is gone. That was ex that was expected. Oh my though. gosh, Medvedev was not expected in the first oh. round. Well, that okay. was an upset. And maybe not first round. You're right, but but he's never won a title except this year. So I know, like, but come on, upset to the guy he lost to. That was yeah, like, exactly. Shocking. That's that's who he lost to. That like who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. And then right. Sinner. That yeah. was a tough one. Yeah, that was a bummer. I mean, he, I was like, he saved some match points there. He hit this yeah. unbelievable overhead forehand ripper. Yeah. And then, but he just, you know, he couldn't get it done. He was up yeah, and then right. he had it, but it's okay. He'll be back. Hey, there's still a couple of good guys in there. Alcaraz but, is there. Djokovic still in. Rune hey, and Rude. Your guy, Davidic Fakina, made a good run in the first two sets against Djokovic. He should have won that second set. He had set points. And, yeah, he was close to make it one all, but as you can tell, to win that last point to conclude a set against a legend player like Djokovic, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I could tell with I, I was watching the match and I was like, okay, they're rallying, they're they're equal, they're rallying, and then and suddenly, oops, a little stress, a little stress shot, and then Fokina misses or he hits shorter, and and Djokovic is like, no big deal. I'm in the third round against I don't know who. So that you know that tells a lot about you know mentally who has been there and who's done it and who hasn't been there and that was huge my pick was a little bit like okay i hope this guy goes through to see Djokovic go down a little bit so he doesn't get that ahead of nadal and but you know we'll see we'll see alcara is going to take him down though yeah we'll see and hey we got john austin back you froze on sure. us john you asked your question that, that the thing froze up <laughs> That's okay, and it was we such go. a good question. <laughs> how, how, how come you can freeze in Arizona? What's going on? There? I don't know. The <laughs> Wi-Fi went out. It was only, well, well, we lost our computer momentum last night, so we have no. We're not on the internet right now, so oh. I'm doing. I have my personal hotspot on right now. Well, so, that's okay. No All right. Well, stuff. we got you back. That's what matters. And Ugi and I would just, we were, as Brad Gilbert would say, we were vamping until you found your way back to us. <laughs> so, talking about like whoever was left in the draw like Akaraz and Joko yeah going into week two um, I tell we'll you Joko what a match that's going to be huh yeah Oof, can't wait can't wait to see that it's going to be right, right. so going into week two we are with the French Open but I want to go back because now we okay. have John and I got to talk about you were Michael Chang's coach when he was defending champion which was such a big deal because he was an American Chinese descent first Asian to win a Grand Slam. What was it like going into the French Open with him as he was preparing for the main draw? It was very, very cool. We got treated very nicely. 
because normally I've been there before practice with other players at the French Open training them and we'd practice on outside courts not so good as Michael being defending champ we got to practice on stadium court court central mm. let me tell you that was like velvet and its own <laughs> crew that carried that court alone the court was immaculate playing on it was like heaven and then one night my brother Jeff who's an agent was there we're going to go meet him at a real hole-in-the-wall place in somewhere in Paris for frog legs, which is supposed to be world-renowned frog legs. Ooh. So we got player transportation to take us to the restaurant. Well, the driver got lost. He pulled over and he saw a cop, asked the cop for direction. The next thing we know, the lights were on the cop car, spinning around, and we got a police escort to the restaurant. It's kind of <laughs> because we're Michael Chang's coach. I love it. Wow. I felt pretty special. The most important question is, where how were the frog legs? Fantastic. Really? <laughs> it must have been awesome. The fantastic. With the garlic, with the garlic a little bit, though. That's going to be awesome. U Oogie would have loved they're, that they're, meal. Oh, they were of course. Fantastic. Oh, I love that. That's now, how awesome. did he do that year? Quarterfinals. You know, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, right. So. What did he feel like going into it? What was his mindset? You know, he's always ready to battle. He's always a battle. He's going to give it his all no matter what. So that's the thing. He always prepares very well. He had his own personal trainer with him. Um, he did a great job with him. Former USC track coach was helping him get in shape and get in the move and help with any injuries he might have. Mm -hmm. But he's always ready to battle. And, you know, you know, French and playing the clay, it's a battle. And you got to be ready. You got to pack a lunch, especially with Michael yeah. playing. So yeah. it was it was great. Michael was a wonderful person. What did you do to help him get through to the quarterfinals that year? Just I'd watch some other opponents kind of get some of my opinions on that. And plus, his dad is a very smart guy, and Carl's brother would also give their opinions on strategies. And I'd give my little notes on what we should do and some things to do. So, yeah, I remember yeah. his brother, I think, was really tactical and they were playing ping pong in between, you know, right, games right. and right, we're always right. having fun with that. So, working right, right. mental all the time. Right. right, right. Yeah, that's great. I have a funny Michael Chang story. My mom did the article on him after he won the French Open. Okay. Yeah. And he was having a practice at La Costa. And Oogie, did you ever go to La Costa in San Diego with me? I don't think you did. No. no you should, you would have loved it. Anyway, John, you've been to La Costa. I have. Okay. They also had grass courts there. I practiced there before Wimbledon, but Michael was hitting on center court. I forget who he was hitting with. And my mom was watching him and she brought me because she always brought me on her interviews so I could mm. see what the professional athletes were like and yeah. you know, maybe absorb. Some good examples. Yeah. Exactly. So Michael lost his practice match and he was really sad. I might have been, maybe I was seven. And he felt for him probably yeah. you're like oh i was so, about yeah it. i was very empathetic <laughs> because he was upset me. and he left so we go, went to lunch and we were going to lunch i got to come along because my mom was interviewing so we went to the hotel bistro and we sat we, we came in and i had at the time i was into like theater i mean i'm still into theater but at the time i really loved it and 
I had these fish faces, like different kind of masks. And I had this one that was a fish face. So I decided to put it on and sit down at lunch with Michael Chang because I wanted to make him laugh to make him feel better that he lost his practice match. Oh, that's great. Did it work? And it worked. It worked. Good, good, good. <laughs> and then, How can it not work? Yeah. I mean, this I had this little fish, girl with, seven yeah. years old with the fish so face. I just remember that vividly that I just wanted to cheer him up. But Michael was always nice to me. And growing up, I saw him occasionally. And then when I became pro, he was always kind. He was He's a very kind, kind guy. Very kind. Very, very, uh, very wonderful. And now he has a daughter in the juniors that's doing very well. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. What two of my kids have played her. You're right. That's awesome. His best attributes when you were coaching him in Gorilla Garris, what was it? Was he, was he very good at analyzing other players? Or was he very hard worker? And obviously... A lot of a lot of these things together, but what were his best attributes? An incredible, incredible hard worker. You never see anyone train like he does. When we we I used to work at PGA West in, in the the, the Palm Springs Desert area. Yeah, we would train really hard and make him run and feed balls and make him run, and just kill him. And he would do it. But then he'd go work with his trainer for an hour, who'd have these bands and these cords and make him run against those things, and he would do it. And you wake up and do it all again the next day. I mean, you talk about a work ethic. Wow. An amazing work ethic. And just, and very humble and never thought anyone owed him anything. You'd always, you know, do what he had to do and work hard every day. That's right. just the best attitude. Like, right. Looks it to was, me like it's Carlos Alcaraz a little bit esque. Right. Right. He was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. That's right. cool. All right. right. So, John, we got to get your thoughts. Ugi and I were. As we were vamping, we were talking about the men's side, what we've seen in this first whole week going into the second week. So who are your picks and what have you seen? And give us some analy analyzation. Well, I must say the other day, Djokovic looked fantastic. His last match. He looks yeah. very, very good. And you know what I love? The commentators after his match were saying about him that they loved about him, but he's always looking for the next solution. He's looking for the answer for a problem he doesn't know he has yet. He's always thinking ahead and thinking of everything, which I love that. You, you said you were going to ask me a question, who would I like to coach? I'd like to coach him because it'd be a real mind challenge. Because when Becker was coached by uh, Volateri, Volateri was one of his toughest students because uh, Boris is very challenging mentally, asked a lot of questions. And it looks like Djokovic asked a lot of questions. So... Um, so that's what I'd like. It'd be fun to have a discussion about what what's our what are our solutions. Because okay. as you know, as a player, you're always finding solutions. Yep. Things don't always work, but you got to figure it out, as you said earlier. So that's why he'd be fun to coach or work with, because he's gonna think we're gonna figure it out. I'd like to figure it out too. All right, Ugi, who would you like to coach right now on the tour? Wow, for me, it's obvious that Carlos Alcaraz is my pick for sure for that one. <laughs> Right, right. I mean, it's just because for me, when you you wrote that question this this week, I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay, obviously, I want somebody who knows the game, who's ready to commit, who's gonna give it all, like just like Michael Chang said, mm -hmm. uh, like Michael did, like John said, and but who has the most passion about his sport? For me, that's the most important stuff. If you're really passionate about it from A to Z, then I want to be with you every day, and I'll be in. The wins, right. the losses, it doesn't matter right. because the passion factor, it's, for me, it's the most important one. So whoever is the most passionate about the sport, for me right now, Carlos has that because you see him winning or losing. He's kind of smiling 
through the matches. And to me, I kind of play like that. When I playing still in my senior tournaments, that's what I do. I just say, you know, whenever I'm losing, I'm like, okay, why am I here? I, I just want to have fun. I just want to hit my shots. So right. to me, that's what I think he's doing. And and that like to me is like sunshine on everybody else. And everybody's wants we're inspired watching him. And even right. my colleague Denis Chapovalov said that in a press conference this week is like like my idol i have to play him he's inspiring i like him and, i mean the guy's like ranked 20 in the world and he's and the dennis is almost. old the elder right, yeah, right. exactly right. and that see that's that's as big they, for me as they say carlito he's amazing his passion you can yeah. feel it from the tv it's amazing and yeah. the common things we're saying it the other day how wonderful he is when he comes in for the press he's just always happy gives him the time he understands he has to do it it's easy to work with and he's just great yeah, happy out there, which is wonderful. He's a good ambassador for the sport, yeah. and he can yes, hopefully right. cross it over with generation. Right. Yeah, you're right because generation. I, think, I I think John is has a very good point because when it, what the way you're treating the press for me tells me a lot about somebody's character because when you're addressing the press, it's like you're addressing just regular people whoever is watching and listening and right, right. if you look at politicians i'm not sure sometimes they do it they're like well, you've been elected and you have to represent us and same thing for for tennis and the press i think that relationship has to be free and just just be yourself and very honest and for me right. for me that's really important that's so important you said that because ugi I was always, as John knows, I was always open and honest. <laughs> and in the 2000s, there were more characters on the tour and we weren't as measured and we told the truth and we weren't yeah. worried about our brand and Instagram and social media. And I feel like Carlos is bringing a, a fresh air approach and you're not so buttoned up. You're and right. it's important because at, in tennis, you're an ambassador to the sport. When you become a professional tennis player and you get fans and you make it on the big stage, your job is to win matches and do the best you can be, but also to bring people to the sport. Our sport is small. It's big in the world, but it's also small in the world. And it's important to keep carrying it on and not letting like pickleball take it over. So going to the media, going to the press, speaking your truth is so important. And on that note, Sabalenka ditched her press conference. So what do we yeah. think of that? I mean, she had a great match against Sloane Stevens. Yes, she did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it was something about the safety, right, John? I think you said something about Well, I read that she said she was afraid for her safety because there was a, uh, a Russian media person who was asking lots of questions about the war. And you know what? I'm sorry. Sports is sports. It's really not... Uh, uh, a platform for us to talk about world politics. You know, that's a political sure. agenda. I don't think we should delve into politics as, as sports people. You know, it's really, it's our own personal views, but it's really not for, you know, necessarily to share because it, it's very trying, you know, you never yeah. know who's going to take exception to what you say. Exactly. And, you know, Monica Sellis. Yeah. What a tragic, tragic thing that happened. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Well, I don't like that she skipped it, but I understand it because it's a lot different. I mean, when I go into the press, people would ask me who my what what my father's doing, and it wasn't about war, but it was still upsetting. And I answered in correct fashion. It was a tough to get asked that every time, but 
my country wasn't at war and I wasn't a part of Belarus or Russia. So I can see her side where it's traumatic, right? You're not shaking hands with any of the Ukrainians. Um, You're getting asked about it all the time. And if she's scared, she has a right to be scared. I just feel like the WTA needs to protect her a little more, the Grand Slam, and maybe kick that guy out and say what you said, John, just sports questions. Don't ask about the war. Come on. It's a grand slam. Your mental health is really important to get through these two weeks and right. they got to protect the athlete. Then. Yeah. And you know what? That's, that's what's great about sports because you can be, you know, whatever a guy, girl in whatever religion or color of skin or, or all that right. stuff goes out the window whenever you play sports, you know, and it I truly matter. believe it, it doesn't matter. Right. And if somebody's into that stuff, they're going to be kicked out of sports, period, because right. we don't have time for that. And that's right. what the best part about sport is, because that right. get, gets people together. And the, together. War, the war, there's no way that people in tennis have to do anything with that. I mean, Sabalenka or the Russian players or the Ukrainian, everybody's a victim of that situation. Yeah, for sure. And it's become so, so polarizing. But look at very- today with. Uh, Kasakina and Svitolina. Kasakina is a very good sport, and mm-hmm. she just she gives the the girls thumbs up because yeah. she knows the Ukrainians aren't going to shake anybody Russian or Ukrainian or Belarusian's right. hand. Yeah. But and Svitolina, Oogie, you said she gave her the thumbs up as well, right? Well, Did you know, you there's it? there's for sure that's exactly what happened, and there's great respect there between those two girls. You know why? Because Kasakina is from Russia, and uh, I think two years ago, because uh, she's a lesbian, she she said out loud she is, and she moved. She had to move to to Spain yeah. to just live so there. She's had she tough was, times. It was being bugged, and it was Russia. You know, they have something uh, against that or something. And she was she didn't feel right at home, and she had to move to Spain to you know to live her life and just to be happy about it. And and a lot of girls on tour said thumbs up to that, you know, because you just want to live your life having fun and not thinking about whatever, you know, your environment is bringing down. So there's a lot of respect there. Two girls that are top of their game, you know, they're top 20 level for sure. You know, they're the two of the best players in the world and they had a great match and Kazakina was not, you know, that, that thing, Svitolina was not going to shake hands and stuff being from Ukraine and the other one from Russia. So they just gave thumbs up, thumbs up. And it was just kind of really yeah, nice. But, but then, then the Kazakina French booed, got booed them. But then the French crowd <laughs> boos a lot. You they boo everybody unless you're what French. What about Taylor Fritz? This oh, week, I right? saw American that. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You just had the, he literally know, couldn't the crowd. speak. He couldn't speak in his press, uh, his after yeah. on court mm-hmm. interview. <laughs> You're right. Marion Mario tried to quiet the, the crowd. He, he shushed him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, yeah, you, what, you, see hey. that in, you see that in sports whenever in, in NHL right. or NFL or NBA, right. you're you're on the opponent's floor right. or field and yeah. you just you just shush the crowd. But I kind of love it, right. though. You you got to love a French crowd. Look, they're going to carry on Monfils yeah. to win the match. And then right. Right. If, if you shush, shush them, they will turn on you. Yeah. So, so is so as the U.S. crowd did against Medvedev a couple of years, U.S. Yeah. Open back, right? Yeah. Did so we in tennis, it. we need more loud crowds. What you do you guys do. agree? Because when I first joined the tour, I played at the Paris Indoors, and I played a French player. And talk about loud and proud, man! Mm-hmm. Were they loud? And so the same thing. It's like you got to shush them. Yeah. And I, 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 when it was so loud, you couldn't hear your own thoughts. I said some uh, things I won't repeat uh, about the crowd. But it was like, okay, got me through it, you know? 
Right. So I love yeah. it. Right. All I think, right. Well, I think I think the best way to because our you know our audience is going like, okay, are most people watching that are going to be against Taylor Fritz or going to be with him? Because that's a tough cookie to swallow. Because okay, imagine right, right. there's like five thousand people not against you but for the opponent. So that's right, I think right, that's right. really important to know because right, whenever right. I was playing in Quebec City and I'm from the south side, I mean there's like 200 people in the crowd. It's it's small, but still the same example for right. that guy because he's at that club and the finals right, and they love right. him because he trains there. And but right, then right. they're not against you; they're for him. And right. I right. think if Taylor really uh, got that in his head a lot through the match, then you get through the match, you win the match. People, the crowd has been to the opponent and then you say thank you very much guys i think that match was great because a lot of emotions of course you guys are training for him which is normal <laughs> and then right. but he did not deal with that great because you can't show the crowd i mean come on what do you what do you expect the french yeah. people are going to say great we're cheering for you now right. and if you win the match and you say you know what guys thank you so much you've been great crowd though next time i think i'm playing somebody from let's say spain i hope you'll be you'll be with me more you can turn them on your side say, yeah that's what I would have done because that's the only thing you can right. You can't do anything else except trying to win your match and respect yeah. the crowd and they respect right. you more. I but I thought a, I heard him a match, maybe a match before, maybe played another French player. We said thank you, you know, thank you for cheering. Yeah, you know? yeah. He said I, 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 I said I use that that you're cheering for me. You're cheering. That was for me. You know, you know. So thank you. Keep cheering loud. You're doing it for me, right? So what he said. Yeah, I thought and I, yeah, right. Yeah. The best is when the crowd's cheering for you, but when they're not, you just got to turn yeah. it around and stay mentally tough and block it out. Right. That's right. That's and why as, tennis as, is another, it's like a great challenge for your brain. Exactly. It's a huge challenge. And then let's say you win that match and for sure that crowd will first respect you more because you've beat their player and they kind of will cheer you on for the rest of the tournament because right. remember when somebody when you beat somebody what do they say when they leave the court they say okay i hope i hope you win the tournament because i lost against you and right. The, right. so the crowd reacts a little bit like that right so right. if right. you play against another french guy of course they're going to cheer again for him but see right. he lost the next match to serendolo a guy right. from argentina right. and that guy from argentina was going give me more and so that guy <laughs> used the crowd great because he right, knew yeah. that the crowd was going to be for him and because right, they right. were against Fritz. So Serendolo right. was really smart about it. He was the crowd a little bit and see, he got the win. So it's yeah, tough. Use tough use crowd to yeah. All right. So we <laughs> got to talk a little bit about the women guys. What oh, did yeah. you think going in? Who, who are your picks going forward? Let's start with John. Uh, it's hard to go against Ega. She's playing great. She's playing fantastic. You know, so it's hard. And interesting, though, Svitolina is a new French uh, champion. I mean, they're cheering for her. You know, she's yeah. married to Monfils, and there's no French players left, so they're all taking for her, which yep, is kind of so cool. So, Oogie, she has the crowd on right. her side. Right, right. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. She's yeah. going to – oh, because she's Monfils, yeah. I mean, wife and girlfriend. Yeah. So, for sure, she'll have the big advantage there. All right, there, so, but, uh, John, right. you're picking Sviantec. Yes, I am. Okay, for the semis, or the, are you t taking her all the oh, way to the finals? Whole thing. Whole thing. Okay. All right. Ugi, who, who are you picking? Well, you know what? In two days, it's going to be tough because it's going to be Zvitolina against Sabalenka. So that's going to be a, a crowd yeah. pleaser there for yeah. sure. Well, it's going to be right, right. Going to be awesome. I mean, yeah. of course, the pick of, you know, Schwantek is 
kind of an obvious one. I mean, she won 6060. I mean, come on. She's mm-hmm. she's like the third woman with the highest percentage of bagel sets. Hey, they right, put right, that, right, that, right, that stat right. on TV. So I thought that yeah. was, I would right. say a lot. But I think Coco Goff is sneaking there, huh? Your player, yeah. uh, Alex. She's playing well, too. Yeah, she is playing well. Well, no, I picked Muhova and who else did I pick? Uh, oh, Jabur. Remember, I told you Jabur is going to make a run. They're still in Ugi. I, 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 right. I like Jabur. I like, yeah. She's a fighter. She's got, when do you say she's got a lot of grit? She does, I and love, she's I going under that. the radar. She and is. she's she's a fun player to watch. She brings the yeah. entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. So right. you're right. And talking and about Mahova, representing tennis, you know, being, right. uh, yeah. being uh, a flame bearer. Right, I mean, right. for all the Arab people, she's like a big right. idol over there. And you, even right. the French crowd, because in Paris, there's a lot of Arab people. Yep. You know, right. a lot of Tunisia, Morocco, right. a lot of those. So and my, my other pick, Muhova has been holding her serve and sneaking through in two sets everywhere. So I know right. Svitolina Sabalenka, that's going to be a showdown. But then what we can't leave Pavel Chenkova out she's a finalist from 2021 so that whole section right there is going to be interesting to watch right and then the top there's a lot of good players i'm gonna go sriantek with the top part uh and coco goff she played well to get out of that tough first set loss i like what she did in the second and third against a girl younger than her mira yeah, that's got to be tough uh, for her to play Andreva. She's going, what? She's, yeah, she's but smart. I think her running into Iga is going to be a tough yeah. one. hard. Right. right. Yeah. But you never know. Coco is a great ball and she's a great athlete, but some, sometimes her forehand goes awry, you know? So, yeah. That's the understatement of the century, John. Sometimes <laughs> right. her forehand goes awry. What were we talking about before we came on? The rhythm and timing and the follow-through of the forehand. <laughs> I feel like yeah. Coco could use right. some help on that. Right. Do you okay. think you think it you think it's too late for her to change her grip a little bit or no? Because they were talk, they were saying that on TV. Well, with, she hasn't you know, changed Courier. it. Why would she change it? So never too late. It's never look at Nadal, look at Djokovic, look at they're always tweaking. I feel like she should have changed it two years ago. Mm -hmm. She can still do it though, but you're right because you know, like we'll see at Wimbledon because that's problematic. If you slice to her forehand on on that grass court, I mean, the grip is. But I have to tell you, I'm changing the the 11 year old student that I have. She had a Oogie and I have discussed this, John. I've texted you on it, John. She's had a far Western for okay. four years and she's 11. It's right, right. really hard. Now we've right. shifted to a semi, but it's right. really hard. She slips. Right. So the right. grip mm-hmm. slips as she gets right. under pressure and right. it, it's like nine months. She's doing better, but it's tough. So when you say, could Coco move it over? Yes, but under pressure, look what happens under pressure now with her foreign. What's going to happen if she shifts? Under, usually under pressure, your weakest link shows up, yeah. as you know. Yeah. Right. Right. So right. I don't know. I it, right. it She'd have to have somebody come in and you'd well, have to may, take may, six to right. eight months off Right. the tour. Well, no, is she going to do that? You can play with it. The other thing is, too, um, she has to want to do it and believe she's the right thing. And also, too, part of it maybe she hasn't because what made her good? She's her stubborn. speed. No, she's stubborn. You know, she's oh, a fighter. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's a, she's a fighter mm-hmm. and her Usually speed. People like that are very stubborn people. Mm-hmm. They're not going to give in. So it's sometimes hard to change when you're that stubborn, you know, honestly. Well said, it's Professor. <laughs> it it, it, it takes some, you. <laughs> you're right. It takes takes right. somebody like, right. like Serena would say, well, listen, let's go hit some balls and then maybe I show you some. somebody with that credibility would probably... Right. Right do something like that but okay. or somebody who's maybe not as credible but would just you know, show her examples like okay well, this person I'm is sure here, this person come on marada glues in her on her team you think they haven't shown her examples or you think they're just keeping it there that's the question have she has she have they talked about it of course they've talked about it but is the grip change really an issue or are they just talked about extending her elbow more and giving her more space or maybe bend her knees more, get lower. Yeah. Get lower. We, we need an insider there. Show yeah. her videos of uh, uh, Layla Fernandez, you know, how she bends her knees. What <laughs> timing. Right, right. I right. know you you like her. She She's another fighter who turns yes, split step and turn is super early. Right. Mm-hmm. But she can't play her game if she's not quick on her turn and getting nope. down low. Right. She need that well, footwork going. Yeah, you're right. Right, right. It takes her a lot of steps to get covered on the court. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, this will be fun, John. You'll have to come back next week to oh, discuss that'd the be finals. That'd and be fun if you'll have I, me back. Of course, I'll have you back. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, I know, Oogie. We got to touch on a little basketball. It's tied one-one. Huh. You watched the game tonight. Oof. Huge, well, huge. My end of the game there. Was impressive tonight. I'm very happy. Now John my... watched it too. I'm the only one that didn't watch. Well, you had you were on the court, so yeah, there that's you go. okay. I have the excuse. Oh so, yeah, you were doing your your deeds, your best. Okay, so one one throwing. Yeah, it was Eat Nuggets. Then, then. It's it's going to be a game. Denver was up one zero in the series, and tonight, I mean, towards the end of the fourth quarter, just the heat turned mm-hmm. it up, and mm-hmm. so they were up a little bit, and then at the end, by three points, Murray goes for it, but poof, oh, yeah. Misses, so you, one barely, barely missed that shot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought it were foul. I thought they would foul right. him just to make right. sure he right. just hits twos and then right. Right. over. Right. Right. I took a chance there. So yeah, well, that's all right. You got to take a chance. And now they go on, move on to game three. You, you remember, I mean, do you, you imagine being in Miami right now? They have like the Florida Panthers are in the finals as well. I mean, they right. lost the first game against the Vegas Knights, but they're still there. So, and Sunrise is close to Miami, yeah, of course. Yeah, hot time. Oogie, you got to fly down to Miami. Hot nights Jeez. in Miami. John, you got to take Karen. <laughs> All right, so I got, I got, I go. have a good quote for you guys for this week. Uh, John, okay. Oogie and I like to do quotes. I mean, maybe okay. mostly I do the quotes and I throw them at Oogie and he has a little repartee with me. All That's right, awesome. so. This quote is coming. It's very special, right? It's like, I'm so excited. This movie is happening in July. Finally, it's going to be a whole movement. Oogie, I've touched on it before. And it just kind of reminds me of me. Except I need a boyfriend, but that's okay. Okay. You ready? What is it? Okay. So the voiceover comes from Helen Mirren. And it's for the Barbie movie directed by Greta Gerwig, starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. I'm very excited about this movie. You guys have to go see it. Okay. Barbie has a great day every day. Ken only has 
a great day if Barbie looks at him. <laughs> How funny wow. is that? Wow. Because you know That's... it's really true. Like you guys only have a great day if your wife looks at you, right? That's it. Yeah, she's wow. got to like look at you, right? Well, we're, I mean, we're pretty simple then, obviously, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, the male-female thing. I feel like if I had a boyfriend, he would just have a great day because I would look at him and I'd look all cute. But, you know, I have a great day every day, regardless if I have a boyfriend. We'll discuss the semis and finals. I'm looking well, forward to it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yes. and I, I learned a lot today. You thank sure you. did. And we <laughs> learned a lot as well. And everyone listening, have a good week. See you next time.